Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. I'm your guest host for today, Philip Elke, and I'm joined by our ever-so-wondrous host, Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Thanks, Deb, for coming on the show and agreeing to be interviewed by me. How are you today? Oh, my gosh, I'm amazing. Thank you so much. You did awesome in that introduction. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, and happy birthday, by the way. This is coming out on your birthday, Yes, it is. Well, uh, I'm double nickels. I like that. You know what that is, right? I, I think so. Five, five. Mm-hmm. Philip, but I'm so young at heart. It's a, it's a magical number. It's a, a palindrome, as I like to point out. You know, anytime you have a number that's the same backwards and forwards, it's uh, it's extra special. Kind of like the year 22, like 2022, which we are now on our way out of. I know. I can't. <laughs> this year has just flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been a good one. You know, it's uh, and last year I was dealing with some stuff right around this time, but now I'm feeling good. So we'll move into, you know, a big topic for today. Uh, <laughs> of course, always <laughs> discussing, you know, the wonders of God's joy, everything joy. And this time we are asking what it means to dare to believe. Uh, Deb, what does it mean (laughs) to dare to believe? Well, when you and I were talking about this and I was praying about a show topic and I said, you know, Philip, I want you to interview me on my birthday because I really want to talk about what it means to truly believe in the power of Jesus. Because so many times people, they accept the Lord and they start kind of going on this walk, but they don't necessarily go into the depths of what it really means to believe. And when we dare to believe in the complete power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that is when everything shifts and everything changes. It's like the ultimate of the ultimate of the ultimates. There's so much in that. I mean, we got to unpack this a little bit. Absolutely. I know what Christmas season, um, it'll be in the rearview mirror once this airs, but uh, discussing, you know, the subject of Mary and just the task set before her. Talk about a time when it was necessary to dare to believe the, the daring of her choice to uh, submit to God's will. And uh, yes, I think everyone who's taken make that decision to submit to God you know, has, is in sort of a different place in that journey of, you know, how, how far have they gone in their submission? Like, it, it's really a, a personal sort of journey that uh, that we've all set out upon, like our uh, our pilgrimage to, the, yeah, the nativity to, to um, Bethlehem, you know, that Joseph made from Nazareth. Um, we're all on that quest. Um, and then, of course, moving into the new year, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions. And I know, Deb, um, you've uh, discussed on, on the radio here spiritual fitness, which I think is one of the ultimate things to resolve uh, come the new year. So let's maybe get into, um, yeah, the submission before God and, you know, being spiritually fit. You know, how do we dare to develop this fitness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you bring up a couple of really key points that I think we need to hone in and focus on. I like to call it the laser beam. We need to laser beam it a little bit. The yes from Mary, that is so profound on so many levels, because when we really stop and think about that time period and what that yes really meant and what the ramifications were of being a young woman at the time 
uh, pregnant. I mean, if we, we follow the whole thing, right? But, but the thing is, she trusted. And she said, Lord, I believe, I dare to believe that this is real. And then she gave her yes to the Lord because she dared to believe. But it even goes into, as we look at the entire accounting of the Christmas journey, we all start moving through that concept because each and every person had a component of what it meant to dare to believe. We have the shepherds who believe. They go and they bear witness. That belief then takes them out to spread the good news, right? We have the three kings who come to visit. We dare to believe. Like there's so many levels of that. So we have that example that we can use. And I even like to take it a step further that as we move to that concept of the spiritual fitness, we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. And this is also where I actually believe the Christmas peace comes in. When we think about John the Baptist coming, he's very, very clear to us. Matthew chapter 311. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. But then the Lord, Jesus, says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring you to remembrance of all I have said to you. That's John chapter 14, verse 26. We know that if the Lord Jesus Christ was not born and the Lord did not die, we would not have this incredible power of the Holy Spirit. When we believe all of those things, that's the depth. And when we really understand and dig into the word around this, that profound dare to believe becomes so much bigger, Philip, because what we really are talking here about is that when we build our belief, we build our faith. When we build our faith, we build our belief. With all of those things come the confidence to go out, spread the good news, the confidence to go out and witness for the Lord, and that confidence to be bold in what we say, like, we believe. Yes. I'm getting fired up. Oh, this is good. I love that. <laughs> I am fired up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John the Baptist bringing in the message of Jesus and, and then Jesus pointing to the helper, the Holy Spirit. Um, what a fascinating parallel. Um, and, yeah, the, uh, you know, 2,000 years removed from this uh, moment in time when Jesus walked the earth and uh, the Spirit, you know, it's, of course, it's alive and well, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, yeah, like I said, a personal um, opportunity that we all have to embrace the Spirit, and we're all at different points. And uh, how do we cultivate that moving into now 2023 um, you know, what are some of the, you know, adverse things that, that face us and are currently facing us um, that, that maybe stand in the way of our ability to really um, heed Jesus's um, calling to the Holy Spirit? Yeah, so there's a couple of things that come up for me. I mean, really, all those things are just distractions, right? So we have to create that awareness. Once we have the awareness of those distractions and what those things are pulling us away from the Lord, we have to make a decision at that point, mm-hmm. right? So for me, 
it really is about staying in prayer. I am an individual who gets up at five o'clock every morning. I have, I call it my prayer chair. And I will sit in that prayer chair. Right now, it's by these absolutely gorgeous Christmas tree lights. But I will sit there for an hour with the Lord and just really take time to ground in Him, stay focused on Him. When I take that time, I know that I'm grounded and focused and centered. I also am constantly inviting in just a, a, like a renewal of the Holy Spirit. And and I almost feel like, Philip, I just want to share just a little thing about how the Holy Spirit, how this my baptism actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I was raised in a church. It's not that I hadn't gone to church, but there was a moment in my life where I recognized that I really needed to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It was like I was that when you talk about pulling, like I literally was down on my knees mm-hmm. and I just said, Lord, I give it to you all. I, I give you everything. And I literally felt, I mean, my entire body was just shaking, shaking, shaking. Like it was, inc- it was just an incredible experience. But I did not yet have what I would call a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I knew I had the Lord, but I didn't have the and then some. I'm going to call it the and then some. And every day, uh, that was in November. Okay, so every day up until, I'm going to just say March 16th, okay? Mm-hmm. I might be off a little bit on the exact day, but I know where I was exactly. I was walking the BSU track around and around. I was like, Lord, please bring down the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want the Holy Spirit. I mean, I would literally walk this track and it like, was the same thing over and over and over. And one day at this exact moment, I can tell you the exact spot on this track, I went, <gasps> and I literally could not breathe. I literally had the wind, the air, I don't know what you want to call it, of the Holy Spirit. And I literally fell to my knees on the track, people thought I was injured. People thought something had happened to me. I'm like, something just happened. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm like, I'm okay. Like I could just, and from that moment forward, I got up. I was never the same. And I have done a lot of work with Christian Healing Ministries. And one of the things I will never forget them teaching us was, we don't know everything about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but here's what we do know, that people are different. There's like a before and after. Mm. Something happened that invokes this change, and people know from that point forward they're never the same. And for me, that was the moment. I was never the same. I would see people differently. I would look at things differently. Uh, There was, I had a knowing (laughs) the the gifts of the Holy Spirit just started happening. And I would say there was even a visible (laughs) difference. And so for me, now it's, how do I keep that? And how I keep that is I have got to stay with the Lord. And that's that spiritual fitness piece. I have got to make sure that also, I'm, and I'm going to use the word a little protective of, I have to be protective a little okay, bit yeah. of what I'm allowing in, what I'm not allowing in. This sometimes means not watching certain TV shows or going to certain movies. I, there's certain music I used to like to listen to. I can't even listen to it anymore. It actually hurts my ears. Sure. So those are the kind of things, but staying in prayer, staying in the word, staying with the Lord, making intentional time to be with him. Mm -hmm. That is what will change you because when you change with that power of the Holy Spirit, he'll take and use you on so many different levels. And I'm going to actually be pretty bold right now. And I know some people may probably get emails about this comment, but I know a lot of people who claim to be Christian or say they have accepted the Lord And I don't say this as a statement of judgment. I say it as a statement of awareness. If a person has accepted the Lord, but they are not constantly seeking him and they have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. they are missing the and then some. Mm. And all of those fruits of that come from the Holy Spirit are being missed. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a challenge. If you're out there and you are Christian, 
and you have not yet accepted the Holy Spirit, you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that should be the number one goal on the spiritual fitness thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually want to, there's an amazing book I have. It's called uh, The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God. It's by Joy Lamb. Mm-hmm. And it's a handbook for praying God's word, but there is an amazing uh, prayer for a baptism of the Holy Spirit in this book. And Philip, I'm telling you, when I'm working with or mentoring somebody, this is one of the number. You can tell my guy actually has a little chunk. The dog, <laughs> the dog took a little chunk it's out of my book. Well loved. <laughs> the book still works anyway. <laughs> yeah, and delicious too. Apparently. Oh yes, of course. God, isn't God's word delicious? So uh, yeah, in it's every like way. sweetness on our tongue. <laughs> well, I think we'll move into our next segment here and. Uh, hear a word from our sponsors, but uh, thank you so much, Deb, for your gift of live joy, share joy. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you so much for listening. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Live Joy, Share Joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. Welcome back to Live Joy, Share Joy, Dare to Believe on Live Joy, Share Joy with Deb McGregor. I am your guest host for today, Philip Elke, but we've got Deb in the studio sharing with us her journey of baptism, not only in the water of, you know, the church, but the fire of the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's like the day of Pentecost, where you're just kind of describing your own personal day of Pentecost. <laughs> it's, I, I like all the kind of parallels, the, the sort of metaphors you could draw, and, and I mean, Jesus you know, made some striking ones as well, you know, the scales coming off of the eyes, you know, people say, you know, to pierce the veil, or, I mean, it almost, the way you describe it, it's like you had saran wrap over your face or something, and then you finally, you know, punched through it or something. I didn't just have saran wrap, I had, like, the double-duty version saran wrap. I was yeah. so, like, it. it is true when Paul speaks about uh, scales, uh, Saul to Paul, uh, scales from the eyes, I do feel like I can really relate to that, and it is true. When you really 
get to know the Lord and you get that baptism of the Holy Spirit, like you just, you will never be the same. Mm -hmm. And this is why as Christians, I really feel like it is so important for us to really dig into that relationship with Jesus because that's the only way we're going to get it. And we have to have that baptism of the Holy Spirit to go out and do that work. I mean, this is how we see the fruits, right? I mean, Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. I'm not going to read them all, but mm-hmm. we know the fruits. You mm-hmm. just, I guarantee you know when you know when you know. You know when you see someone who is completely filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they have a, there's a presence, there's a joy. You see it in the face. It just, mm-hmm. you can see it on so many levels. And I actually, I wanted to share a story from, uh, I did a bicycle mission trip, Philip, and mm-hmm. One of the there were so many amazing stories from this, but I want to talk about one where I saw the Holy Spirit in someone else, but also how God orchestrated and anointed this meeting. So we were uh, driving through this area, and there was just a lot of challenges going on in this particular part of the road, and there just there was a lot of there was a lot going on, and so our SAG vehicle parked and decided, kind of in the middle of nowhere, that we're going to make these tuna fish sandwiches and. So we're sitting there and making tuna fish sandwiches, and one of the other bikers was on a a different point, so it was just myself and then the SAG driver, and this man stops by, and let's call him Charlie. (laughs) And so Charlie stops by and starts talking to us. Well, long story short, by the time we got done talking to Charlie, we had been invited to their home for dinner, invited to their church to speak, and a slew of other things that, that ended up happening. But this man was so filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, then he proceeds to tell us how he was going to go a different way, but had this prompting to drive on this route that we were on, which, like I said, we had barely seen any cars on this route. We didn't know where we were going to be staying that night. The weather was not very good. I mean, it was truly a blessing from God. We ended up speaking at their church. Mm-hmm. We ended up doing a lot of prayer ministry at this church, a lot of prayer ministry, especially around a lot of deliverance areas. And had it not been for stopping to make tuna fish sandwiches, him having this little answer to the call to go there, but it was, you could see him, like literally everything about him just spoke, this man has got the Holy Spirit. Like it just was in his entire being, even to the point of before we left, he literally walked around and blessed the SAG vehicle, our bicycles, all of our stuff. I had never had anybody do that before. I had never had anybody walk around a vehicle to pray protection over that vehicle and pray protection over our bicycles. And boy, let me tell you, we were in some pretty hairy situations. And I do truly believe that part of that prayer protection, I believe prayers work, by the way, if you've ever doubted, Uh keep praying, like just keep praying, 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 because you don't know what God is doing in that. We don't know what he's doing in that. It's, It's the ministry of the apostles, Christ sending them out, you know, you don't carry any weapons or possessions, basically relying on the generosity, you know, the spirit of others to, you know, fulfill your needs as you're out on this sort of harrowing journey. Uh, And I I think even that was maybe the most recent season of, uh, or was it the um, premiere of season three of The Chosen has has to do with this as well. You know, just the struggle of just this going into the unknown, really. And uh, I... uh, I can imagine that's what you were facing on this bike journey. But it, it really is so different once you've had, you know, a taste of the spirit, how that just totally changes the dynamic of the environment around you once you go into these situations. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. And I had people telling me I was absolutely crazy. 2,129 miles. I was mm-hmm. 39 years old, husband, children. 
And I'm telling you, though, it was so real on the call. I met with my spiritual director. I mean, I was in prayer all the time. There was there was no question about it that I was called to do this. And I actually had a pastor that we spoke at uh, along the route. He was a, uh, I believe, I'm trying to remember, all, we spoke at so many different, he was an Assembly of God pastor. And he's like, he looked at me, he goes, you're a barbarian. And I go, what? And he goes, no, it's a compliment. You got to read the mm-hmm. book. He goes, just stop and think about this for a minute. He goes, and don't be offended by this. He's like, you're not a skinny mini and you're not an athlete looking person. You're 39 years old. You leave your husband and children for the moment to come and do this bicycle trip. He goes, that's a barbarian. Only the Lord, like, think about how God is using you because what he's trying to show everybody is he can use anyone, anytime, anywhere. We have to be willing. We have to give our yes. We've got to be filled with this Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's so real. And and when we are in that, we when we dare to believe in that power, that's the miracle. Like we just see so many things coming from that. And I can't even tell you how many times praying for people in Kenya, people that had yeah. physical healings, emotional healings, spiritual healings. And, and Philip, when you have an opportunity to serve the Lord in that way, I mean, quite frankly, how does it get any better than that? No, it's thrilling. It's, uh, yeah, facing the wilderness. Of course, some people are much more literally in the wilderness than, you know, we often are here in kind of our uncomfortable Western living in the United States. Uh, Kenya, you know, they're encountering, you know, they're among the elements much more so. And even, you know, hearing, you know, our predecessors here, the, the pioneers, the settlers, uh, the things they were facing, and, and I guess the physical difficulty of what they overcame. I mean, even recently I was hearing stories of like people's, you know, uh, wells being damaged during the winter time and having to go without water for, you know, multiple days during a season like this, which is, you know, torturous for us. But, you know, compare that to the days when there was no running waters. Like, what, what did these people, how did, they, uh, how did they manage under those situations? I suppose, you know, they had just the sheer will of their, you know, the necessity. You know, they didn't have distractions like TV. You know, that was, <laughs> that was their entertainment. Work was their entertainment. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, so so nowadays, you know, our obstacles are are more sort of mental than than physical. And I mean, you do a lot of like physical training as well, and I think that also helps obviously the, the two are married together in that you uh your mental state is is dramatically affected by your physical state. Um and the two together, you know, influence our our own spiritual fitness, I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Well, as you and I both know, the the mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. And if we really stop and think about God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, they all bring a different component, right? Mm -hmm. And I often, I do a lot of analogies and a lot of metaphoric work around that. But it really, truly, when we still start to see how they work together, we really start to understand, in a way, it's complex, but in a way, it's simple. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we try to make it too complex. And I think back to coming back off the bike trip, and I had a horrible injury, and I was scheduled for surgery. And three days before the surgery, I had a group of people praying over me and anointing. Mm -hmm. and, And I heard the Lord speak to me, I have healed you so that you will heal others in my name. 
And I believe that God has called me to that healing. And I don't think that it is necessarily just to be praying for people for physical healing, but it's a lot of the emotional and it's a lot of what that work looks like. I will also tell you that just like Jesus went to take time to pray, it's important for us as human beings to also do that. When people are called and they are in service, it's important to also take time to rest. And I actually believe a piece of spiritual fitness is rest. Yeah. Because so often we think like, I just need to do more, do more, do more. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's okay to step back and say, in order for me to be in service of or to do what I need to do, I do also need to take time to rest. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I need to take time to put down some boundaries because something may just be like, this is not landing with the spirit right now. And Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm available. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I need to do that as well. So that can be a part of spiritual fitness as well. Yeah, Switchfoot was one of my favorite bands. We play them on here. They had an album called Learning to Breathe. Uh, the word spirit, l- literally, its roots are in the word, you know, the verb to breathe, uh, to aspirate. You know, mm-hmm. spirit is, is breath, uh, literally. And uh, frankly, yeah, the, we need to learn. Well, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what it feels like to be baptized in the spirits. Like you've suddenly figured out this new form of breath, really, yeah. that you felt almost dead without previously. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. I, I mean, I feel like maybe you know that there are still Christians out there who never really had this moment of piercing the saran wrap, you know, so to speak. And, uh, you know, what would you say to people, you know, who, who maybe have struggled with this uh, experience? Yeah, so one of my first uh, encouragements is, number one, yes, stay in the Word, and specifically in your prayer, pray for a release of the Holy Spirit, pray for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you can even go on Google, and there are prayers for release of the baptism, prayer, uh, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I would also encourage you to find a spiritual mentor who is filled with and knows the Holy Spirit. Because you want to be mentoring with someone who understands that. There are some places out there that don't really encourage it. Because mm. when the Holy Spirit is alive and moving, uh, no, you can't control it sometimes, yeah. right? I mean, we learn yeah. appropriate boundaries and appropriate discernment. And what I also want to say is sometimes, but I, I do want to mention, I just hit on that. Mm-hmm. Discernment is so critical, Philip, because if people are not discerning, they may unintentionally mm. be, it could be a misinterpretation. That's why, like, I have a spiritual director to make mm-hmm. sure that I am discerning that. And I think that's important. Uh, so I, those are the, the top things that come to my mind right now. And mm-hmm. the other piece is, have you fully surrendered to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes we say, oh, yeah, I want this. Oh, but here's my boundary. Here's my control. Here's how I'm going to control this. Mm-hmm. And the minute that we do that, you know, we can just get into a complete, uh, that can be a complete Yeah, well, Well, seek uh, first the kingdom of God. The rest will follow. You know, it's important to dare to believe, uh, but it's also important to discern what exactly you're choosing to place your belief in. Absolutely. Philip, would you mind if I just close with my favorite scripture verse? Please. Okay. This is from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is my life verse. Awesome. Thank you so much, Deb. Well, this has been Live Joy, Share Joy, Dare to Believe. Thank you so much, Deb. Once again, happy birthday. But also, 
we uh, thank you all who've listened so much. Hope you had a great 2022. Hope you had a good Christmas. And we look forward to a new year of the show. So uh, here's to live joy, share joy uh, with Deb McGregor. And I've been your guest host, Philip Elke, inviting you all to go out and live, share, and lead with joy. Dare to believe, everyone. Have a great day. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.